Hey, thanks for taking a listen. This episode, we talk with a colleague of mine from Fox Rehabilitation. His name is Zach Hale, and he works with us in South Carolina. We originally recorded this as a Facebook live video Q&A session. So as you're hearing it here on the uh, podcast, you might hear us referencing to uh, reach out to us via comments and ask a question that Zach can handle live. Now, of course, this is a pre-recorded podcast now, but we do want you to know you can reach out and ask us any questions you might have. You can send them my way, jimmy.mckay at foxrehab.org, that's J-I-M-M-Y dot M-C-K-A-Y, at foxrehab.org. So take a listen to the Q&A session about Zach's story, how he found his way to the practice, and what his life is like as a clinician and a leader with the practice. Welcome to FoxCast Physical Therapy, a podcast for clinicians made by clinicians. It's brought to you by Fox Rehabilitation. Find out more at foxrehab.org. Hello and welcome to a special live Facebook Q&A with Fox Rehabilitation. I'm physical therapist Dr. Jimmy McKay with Fox. We're, we're talking with one of my colleagues from the Palmetto State here today to talk about what life as a Fox clinician in South Carolina is like, how he found his way to the practice, and what his career has been like since he began with us. Uh, keep in mind, if you have any questions that you'd like answered, this is a live Q&A, so feel free to uh, put those in the comments below. And if you'd like any information about Fox Rehabilitation, we can follow up with you. Uh, just include your email address in the comments below, and we'll have someone from the practice uh, give you any and all information you're looking for. Uh, would be a bad host if I didn't mention the website. That is foxrehab.org for any and all information. So uh, I mentioned one of my colleagues here with Fox Rehabilitation. We bring him on screen. His name's uh, Zach Hale. Zach, physical therapist from South Carolina. Welcome to our live broadcast here, Zach. Hey, thanks, Jimmy. Glad to be here. Appreciate you taking some time out from your busy day. And Where exactly in South Carolina are you located? Yeah, that's a good question. We're in the Charleston area. There is a tri-county area with Charleston County, Dorchester County, and Berkeley County. And I, I'm the regional director that serves SC3, and that is situated right right in Berkeley County. Perfect. All right, so let's let's go backwards before we come to to present day. Uh, talk about your your backstory, right? I mean, that's what everybody typically asks: is how how'd you get there to where you are? So, uh, start with the, your trajectory before you came to Fox. Yeah, um, I I went to physical therapy school in the Charleston area at the Medical University of South Carolina. And, you know, I had the good fortune of getting paired up with Fox Rehab as a student on one of my rotations. And, you know, from there, I loved the practice so much, came on as a new grad. And, you know, the rest rest is history. Here I am. So that, that's kind of a brief, quick snapshot overview. All right. So let's let's I'm not going to let you go past that just yet. Sure. Yeah. Um, what about Fox Rehabilitation and the setup of the practice made you even want to go into that as a student? What, what, what was what drew you in there? That is a is a really good question where when when I was in physical therapy school, I kind of thought that I had it figured out. I was outpatient orthopedics, 100 yep. percent all the way. Um, I, I think that's a lot of a lot of people's story. And at where I went to school, we did four clinical rotations. Um, three of them had to be in different practice settings. But the fourth one, you could revisit a setting or if you wanted to, you could try another one as well. And I was like, man, I'm just going to do outpatient ortho again. Uh, we do a lottery system, put all the places I wanted to be at, and I did not get matched anywhere. Oh, no. um, and it was I was matched with some place called Fox Rehab. It was an outpatient ortho. 
it was, you know, outpatient house calls, something I was not familiar with. Um, but looking back, man, that, that honestly was the best, best experience exposed me to something I would never have found myself, um, kind of uncovered that passion for geriatrics that <clears throat> I, I really didn't think I think I had until I, uh, you know, was, was doing that rotation for eight weeks. So I think you're perfect. You're the perfect person to ask because we hear this a lot, especially with people who find their way to working with older adults. Um, when you were paired with that, that wasn't what you were looking for. Glad you went in with an open mind. Glad you, you, you know, went in there optimistic. What did you find when you first got there? Because this was this was something you were never exposed to. This this particular this house house call model with physical therapy and out, outpatient on wheels. What did you find when you did get there that that really opened your eyes? Or what are some things that you remember about that experience? Yeah, there's there's quite a few things. Um, first off, I think I was paired with a really good CI. I'll give a shout out to Tori Clark. She's our regional quality assurance liaison over in Dorchester County team. Um, so got matched up with her and, and even like on the info I had from my school, um, it was listed as home health. And I quickly learned uh, much different outpatient house calls. Uh, and, and the things, the few things that struck me was the autonomy, uh, the freedom to set your schedule. Uh, my CI had a couple young children and someone, uh, her kid, you know, called out of school sick. She could pivot, rearrange her day and didn't have to use PTO. So I thought was pretty awesome. And uh, then the other side of things was just being able to deliver that high, you know, outpatient intensity in the home, in the context um, of a patient's specific environment um, really stood out to me and helped me think on my feet, how to be creative, how to really impact this individual. Yeah. Well, I'm glad you, uh, you, you didn't get matched in another outpatient ortho setting and you, <laughs> me too. you your way here. Um, so, so let's, let's get specific okay. and start with, uh, Charleston, the area that you're in, you mentioned the Tri-County area with Fox's model treating in the community, but also other different settings. Talk about the different things that yourself and the people that you get to work with as regional director get to do with your patients. Yeah, um, Charleston is a great area. I'm sure most people are familiar with it as it's kind of blown up um, with people. It seems like moving here every single day um, to be here and and probably a big driver of that is the weather, typically a little warmer than a lot of the other country, other parts of the country. I know um, today, I don't know, what is it, November 12th, and it's a high of 70, which is pretty nice. Uh, I think we got a cold rub, front rub sweep, in, sweep, in. sweeping in soon. Yeah. They keep going. Yeah, right. <laughs> so, so because of that, you know, we can really maximize um, not, not only, um, you know, things within the context of a patient's home, but we can go outside, you know, get them um, walking around uh, different areas, the parks and stuff. And you can you can really maximize that for a good a good portion of the year, really. So as a clinician, so you're regional director now, but let's start yeah. when when you okay. progressed from a student. You, you came to Fox right out of school and that, that was your, your first post PT school job. Yeah. Yeah. Right out of school. New grad grad fresh. Um, fresh out of school, graduated in May and started with Fox in May. So, so, so what's that like going from a very structured environment with a clinical instructor? Some people, um, I think this, this myth or this misconception is starting, starting to go away with starting with a model like Fox isn't a good idea. That's what people used to say, but you jumped right into it. So let's hear it from someone who's done it. Give me your thoughts on going from structured environment of school with a clinical instructor and rotations to being a physical therapist out in the community. 
Yeah, yeah. You know, I got a lot of feedback and people are like, yeah, you're going to be in the homes by yourself. Are you sure that's what you want to do? And I think that can be a dangerous thing if the support isn't there. Uh, but Fox, one, one, of the, one of the main aspects that they just drive home, drive home, drive home is support, 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 where there's so many layers of support. You know, you've got your mentor, you've got your regional quality assurance liaison, you've got your regional director. And then beyond that, um, you know, there's other people you can reach out to if something's not going right, where um, it is a little bit of a learning curve. But being a student, I feel like that, that made it a lot easier. I was already yeah. familiar with the documentation system. Um, I was familiar uh, with just the way Fox operates in general and actually learned some of that skill set that maybe you don't get in PT school, like scheduling. Um, but, but all that to say, the support, reaching out to someone saying, hey, can you help me with this? There's, you know, five people lined up at the door to help you with something if you need it. That's great. So we mentioned that word auto autonomy mm -hmm. a lot. And sometimes people think autonomy is, mm -hmm. well, here's a laptop, here's a schedule, you're on your own. But autonomy really, and I don't want to put words in your mouth, it really, really talks to how you get to practice as a clinician, not really how you're left on your own to figure things out in the world. You've got that support, but there is autonomy. Talk about that autonomy, what you get to do as a clinician, practicing at the top of your license. Yeah, the, the autonomy is a huge selling point and something most of the clinicians at this practice really enjoy, really highlight where I go in there, I evaluate a patient, I set the plan of care. No one is telling me um, how I should treat this patient. There's people I can reach out to if I've got questions, but no one's dictating me. You have to see this person two times a week. Um, I kind of set my own plan of care and get to walk with my patient throughout that plan of care. Um, you know, we don't have PTAs and CODAs where you just do an eval after eval after eval. You get to be with your patient, build that relationship. And really sometimes it's, you know, three or four visits in, you uncover something else just by building that, that relationship. And there's no one over there, you know, dictating how you have to set your schedule Monday through Friday, you know, nine to five. It's kind of at, at what works best for you. Um, whether you want to, you know, take a Tuesday morning off and make it up on a Saturday or Sunday or something um, just gives you the control to set your week up how you want and to treat your patients how um, you believe is best clinically. Uh, you mentioned some of the different uh, cast of characters that come into play when someone gets to work with Fox Rehabilitation. You progress from student to clinician to now regional director, but there are some other. You, you mentioned a mentor. So talk about when you come on board with the practice, how does that mentor get assigned? What's that relationship really like? And talk about that briefly. Yeah, yeah. So having a mentor, um, that's make or break for, for new grads. Um, coming into this whole new setting, not, not necessarily, you know, an expert uh, clinically or how to schedule where we select high performers within the practice who have done well. They're, they're on top of um, their quota. They're on top of clinically with their patients, very, very skilled that we select as our mentors to pair with new grads. And it's really over the course of several, several months, they're touching base every day um, with the new grad. They're going out on site visits. Um, they've got time specifically built into their day to meet with that new grad, to help out that, help out that new grad. So it's really not just even a phone call thing. It's like a, you know, in person, we're there to support you and help you with any questions that you have. Yeah, I, I think mentorship, you know, I graduated from PT school three years ago, and that was one of those words that was thrown around a lot. Whenever you'd walk through the exhibit hall at CSM, uh, if people looking to hire you, we've got a mentorship program. And I think the word got used so much. That's why I wanted you to go into that. It is a structured mentorship program. You know, that person is given time in their schedule, the mentor, 
to mentor you. So it's not one thing, one more thing piled onto their to-do list for a week and they're not really looking forward to this. This is someone who has sought out to become a mentor, been selected and is given the proper time to do it properly. So I really, I'm glad you, you got to highlight that. That's something you got to go through uh, as a student when you came on board the practice. Absolutely. It was, and I, I also, not only did I have a good CI, I had a great mentor that just set me up uh, for success. That's good. Uh, we will mention that uh, if you'd like any information specifically while we're broadcasting this live, uh, leave it in the comments section below. Or if you'd like anybody from Fox to follow up with any specific questions or more information, uh, leave your email address in the comments section below. So uh, let's move just a little bit. What's it like being a treating therapist and then moving up to a leadership role? Because you, you graduated a few years ago, came on with the practice right from a student. Glad to have you, glad to keep you. Uh, but then you move right from a, a treating clinician to a leadership role. So talk about the different skill set that you got to utilize there. Yeah, um, I really love this about Fox that, you know, as a regional director, A, I'm still treating patients every day, you know, utilizing the same documentation system, kind of going through, um, you know, things that, that all of our clinicians are. So I'm glad you don't lose that when you kind of uh, move into a leadership position um, and kind of reflecting on, you know, the different skill set that that you get to use. It's funny because a lot of it is analogous to, you know, patient care, you know, solving problems. It's got to be tailored and individualized. Um, it's got to have such strong communication skills. A lot of these skills really transcend the roles. It just kind of put into a little bit uh, diff different context to make sure everyone's day is going right and, and everyone is set up for success. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, what's a lesson that uh, you learned while making that transition into leadership? Any, any specific story come to mind that, you know, really taught you a lesson? Um, there, there's a lot, Jimmy, a lot of things that I've learned and a lot of things I think I'm still, still learning where, um, you know, constantly your day, you plan it one way and, and things go off the rails. You got to adapt. You got to be flexible. Um, and, and kind of roll with the punches. I think think that's a big one. Just be flexible. And um, the other one is, you know, be, be transparent, be authentic, that it's okay not to know all the right answers. It's okay to come on as a new grad and not know the right answers. We don't expect you to, um, but we'll solve a problem. We'll get you some support and uh, um, get you going. But uh, th thinking about SC3, which is the region that, that I serve here in Berkeley County, um, man, stepping into this leadership role, just seeing how everyone takes their own specific skill set and expertise and applies it to their patients. Um, you know, we've got so many, you know, GCSs, we've got an NCS, a hand therapist, ATP seating and positioning therapist, where, you know, you go back to that support, it's really a team effort. And, and a lot of my job is connecting people with the expertise over here to help out someone over here. And being able to see that from, from that high level is, it, it, it's really cool and, and really inspiring just to see um, what, what people bring to the table for their patients every single day. Yeah, want to want to highlight something about your story, which is the reason we brought you on the show today, which was opportunity. Uh, you know, you, you came to the practice as a student who was looking for something else and you, you, you were assigned here and then found something that really inspired you and, and you stuck around to be a clinician and now a leadership position in an area that is growing so much in that Charleston and the Charleston surrounding region. Uh, I think I promised you no curveball questions, but this is a live, this is a live Q and A, so we've got right. some coming in. Sure. Uh, we've got a question coming in. How does Fox ensure that the care is delivered in the same way 
across all the cities and all the regions, all the therapists that we're in right now, 18 states and growing. It might have been 19 since we started this broadcast and we wound up expanding so quickly. But what are some of the things that are in place to make sure that being treated by a Fox therapist in Ohio is similar to being treated by a Fox therapist in Charleston, South Carolina? Yeah, that's something that we've really given a lot of attention to where you know, we give clinicians autonomy, but we expect high clinical excellence. And, and that's part of the reason the regional quality assurance liaison position is created. So, and, and, so don't go yeah. talk about what that is, because not every practice has a regional quality assurance liaison. Talk about that. So each region has a regional director, the position that I'm in, but we also have an RQAL, Regional Quality Assurance Liaison. And, and this specific role has time built into his or her week to do those site visits, to do uh, chart document or chart audits and look at documentation, answer questions, sit down with clinicians from that clinical side of things. Um, and and I, I do that, that as well. And part of that is to ensure that you know, we're delivering that clinically excellent care. We, you know, recently uh, over the last year or two rolled out this dosage guide that kind of speaks to, you know, if someone has a strength impairment, balance impairment, you're working on gait, they've got COPD, hypertension, all these different complex factors, you know, that go into it based on the literature and evidence, how much you need to dose someone to get a desired response and for them to be functionally well and be functionally independent or, or, or move towards that, um, you need a certain amount of exercise, sure. and that's something we're always always pushing. Where uh, that RQAL position uh, come, fits in really nicely. Yeah, I'm glad you got to talk about that, and and we talk about it as colleagues within the practice. That RQAL term comes out a lot, um, and then I, I remember I, I talk about it with some friends from PT school who work at different types of practices. I'm like, I don't know what this term is. I'm like, oh, and I try to des describe RQAL as uh, a clinician who has shown exemplary. Um, um, proficiency in all things clinical, cl clinical excellence, and they they they've just they've they've risen to the point where they can be a resource for other clinicians to do exactly what we started with with this question is ensure that care is delivered in the most clinically excellent way across the board, from Ohio to South Carolina to yeah. Georgia all the way up to uh, to New York. So um, that's that's a great example there. Um, you mentioned earlier. When you first found out about Fox, it sounded a little bit like home health. This is a frequently yeah. asked question that we get. What's the difference between home health? Why, why are we, uh, you know, house call? Why is it why is it outpatient on wheels versus home health? How do you typically handle that? Yeah, um, Medicare it can be super complex. There's a Medicare A side, a Medicare B side, and unfortunately, there are a lot of limitations on the Medicare A side of things. It's a little more costly, a little more. Um, um, more acuity with some of the patients where they are very limited and maybe amount of visits they can give the level of intensity that they, they, they can give to their patients. Whereas house calls outpatient, we can deliver um, a high, a high intensity, really the intensity that's based on the literature saying that if you are going to improve strength, you have to do X, Y, and Z. You can't just do X. Um, and it kind of just removes some of those barriers um, and allows us to have more of that autonomy to base everything on medical necessity and skilled care rather than maybe a visit limit or something like that. And that's why we went to school. That's why we studied hard for all those. And that's why we continually push our profession forward in, in evidence-based care. It's one thing to know it. It's another thing to be able and be allowed and be pushed to deliver that care in that way. Uh, absolutely. And I know, I, I don't know if you're going to touch on this or not, but it seems that, uh, you know, these different changes coming to Medicare, PDGM, PDPM, 
um, impacting what we're allowed to do as clinicians, um, which fortunately, it's not affecting the outpatient side of things where you can still practice um, at that you know, certain yeah. level. We, we will talk about that. We'll give a future plug uh, coming up in January. We're going to have a complete review of where we stand now with PDPM and PDGM. So if you'd like to be included in that free webinar, another resource, uh, drop your email address in the comment section below. We'll make sure to follow up with that. Uh, real quick, before we wrap up here, because we're, we're keeping you in your busy day here, um, <laughs> We practice in a couple different models in terms of in the community, but also in some facilities. And that's also in the Charleston area. So talk about what someone's day might be like, uh, maybe not only doing one thing, but being able to jump between different settings with older adults. Sure. Um, so we also do treat in senior living communities, you know, assisted living, memory care, independent living, where at least in SC3, it's probably about 80% house calls, 20% senior living. So, you know, there, there is that, you know, potential in your day. You're going to be in assisted living for your whole morning, maybe your whole afternoon. You're um, in there talking to the nurse, talking to the director, talking to the staff, training them versus being in the home and talking specifically with a daughter or son working um, on different things to keep them in the home. Uh, whereas in assisted living, you might be helping out the staff and training them on, on different things. So you have that, that variety as well. Yeah, some people, uh, and we get to talk with colleagues ac across the country, prefer one, prefer the other, or like the mix. And so you, know, you, can, you can design your own career with Fox Rehabilitation because you know, the positions are everywhere, especially in your area right now where it's 70 degrees as opposed to 30 here in New York City with me in the Charleston area. Another uh, question coming to us live via Facebook. And again, if you've got anything you'd like uh, Zach to answer, uh, leave it in the comment section below. The question here is about documentation. How do you keep track of your patient visits, medical records? You touched upon this a little bit when you mentioned coming in as a student, seeing how you, there was flexibility, but talk about that for a second. How do you keep track of the patient visits and medical records? Yeah, so every clinician is equipped and fitted with a laptop that they'll take in the home. They do documentation while they're with the, the patient. And on there, you know, it's got the patient's chart. It tells you how many visits you've seen with them, how many visits till a progress report, certification. And, and then it's kind of up to the clinician how they want to keep track of how their week goes. You know, we've got clinicians, they use their phone, the Outlook app, and they're getting their calendar there. Most of our clinicians actually use, uh, you know, a real in-life uh, calendar where they're Actual writing paper. stuff down. Wow. That's right. <laughs> so, yeah, it's funny uh, to see the different different personality types and how they keep track yeah. track of their week. But everything you really need is going to be emailed to you or built into our documentation software um, where you can do everything, you know, point of service and, and get all the information you really need from that. Yeah. Yeah, constantly updating our uh, EMR. We, we've actually got someone within the practice as part part of their 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 weekly duties is to make sure that that EMR is functioning optimally. And this person is actually uh, a treating therapist, so it's not just an IT person. It's not someone who works for the electronic medical record. This is someone who works within the practice whose role is to make sure that that EMR works the best for our therapists across. Uh, our footprint. So appreciate you uh, asking that question. Feel free to uh, drop any more in the comment section below or drop an email address if you'd like us to follow up with any information about the practice, including some opportunities in the Charleston area. And that's that's the last thing we'll ask Zach here today. If you've got someone listening, we've got more than a few viewers listening to us live here on Facebook. Someone's on the fence or they want to know more about yeah. what do you typically say to someone from joining Fox in South Carolina specifically on your team? What would you say to them if they were still interested in thinking about it? Man, um, you know, if you're if you're not from the area, come on down, pay us a visit. You'll be sold just like everyone else is. Um, 
And, and honestly, if, if you are in the area or if you're visiting, really reach out to Fox. There's a good chance we're having a team event in one of the four regions here um, where you can come tag along, kind of experience that culture for, your, for yourself. Um, so if, that, if that's you, uh, please reach out to me, reach out to Fox. We'll, we'll set you up and get you, get you in front of some other Fox clinicians. Yeah. You mentioned uh, reach out and maybe you're having a, a team event. I don't think I've ever worked with an organization that makes their team events open to the public. And really, it's like a test drive. Come, we'll open the doors, see what we talk about, how we how we work with each other, how we get along. Uh, it's it's not just a uh, it's not just something we'll we'll do to to, to put on a show. Uh, we'll we'll open the doors for things like that. So uh, feel free to reach out again, dropping your email address in the comment section below, so we can follow up for you in Charleston. Not really like a twisting of an arm to get someone to go to Charleston right now. Great weather, and you guys keep winning. Uh, best location in the country as uh, people move more and more there to the uh, the South Carolina area. Uh, time for one more question from the comments. I want to make sure we snuck this one in. You got time, Zach? Let's do it. All right. Um, talking about cancellation rates, how, how do you tackle cancellation rates uh, with older adults uh, working with with therapists? What are some tactics that you employ or some things that you te teach your clinicians to keep those rates low and to manage those? Man, so can cancellations, they can be a big struggle. And they're so specific. First thing I would ask is let's drill down. Like, why are they canceling? When are they canceling? Um, let's sit down. Let's meet, whether it's me or the RQAL. And let's go over um, some different things that have worked well for, you know, thousand other clinicians in the practice. Because if you don't get a good handle on that, that can disrupt your day where um, we, we can absolutely sit down, spend some time, go over different strategies um, that have worked for us. But it's so specific on the individual patient. Yeah. Um, where some sometimes this works great. Sometimes maybe you want to take a different approach. Yeah, uh, I love I love your answer, Zach. And here's why: you you answered a people problem with a people solution, and that is um, you're not on your own. You have a team around you. So if you are having an issue, and these things do pop up, no matter what what setting you're in in therapy in terms of cancellations, let's come together. Let's figure out what's working, what's working or not working in this situation, and let's solve it. And that's 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 a we thing and not a you thing. You're on your own. Uh, absolutely. Love it. All right. So again, uh, appreciate you taking some time out, Zach. If you want to ask Zach a question, follow up with uh, with your email in the comment section below. You can also check out foxrehab.org. There, podcasts, videos, articles about getting to work with older adults as a physical therapist, occupational therapist, or speech language pathologist, and of course, our exercise physiologists. Uh, if you'd like to follow up about a position either in the Charleston area or anywhere in our footprint, don't forget to include that email address so we can reach out. Zach, thanks so much for uh, for spending time with us and answering all those questions. It's been a pleasure. Yeah, you got it, man. And uh, happy birthday, Jimmy. Thank you very much. Appreciate it. We'll see you soon. Thanks for listening to FoxCast PT. It's brought to you by Fox Rehabilitation. Fox clinicians work hard, love their work, and get the respect they deserve. Sound good? Then you'll love the autonomy to work in your own style and the support you get to achieve excellence. Plus, freedom and flexibility to have a personal life. Whether it's your first day or you've been around for a while, your contribution is acknowledged and rewarded. That's what makes Fox a success. Happy, well-trained clinicians make great healthcare. Are you a fit for Fox? Find out now at foxrehab.org.